1991, as the Soviet Union was collapsing and the Cold War coming to an end, George H.W. Bush publicly announced a new campaign of American dominance, which he called the New World Order. This is an historic moment. We have in this past year made great progress in ending the long era of conflict and Cold War. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Vladimir Putin told Oliver Stone that in the year 2000, he asked President Clinton if Russia could join NATO, which he said made the American delegation very nervous. They were not interested in world peace. They had different plans. In 1997, the project for the new American century was founded by William Crystal and Victoria Newland's husband, Robert Kagan. In September of 2000, they published their agenda entitled Rebuilding America's Defenses, which outlined an ambitious and aggressive plan to achieve world dominance, starting in the Middle East and ending with Russia. The document acknowledged the fact that their world domination efforts would trouble American allies and could therefore be a long process absent some catastrophic and catalyzing event, like a new Pearl Harbor. A year after publishing this, 2,000 people were murdered in the World Trade Center and blamed on a small terrorist group created by the CIA. And with this catastrophic and catalyzing event, the plan for a new American century went into action. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and one of the generals called me and he says, we've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, we're going to war with Iraq, why? He said, I don't know. So I came back to see him a few weeks later and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense office today. And he said, this is a memo that describes how we're gonna take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. George H.W. Bush's son, George W., began a propaganda campaign to sell the American public on overthrowing Iraq. I take the threat very seriously. I take the fact that he develops weapons of mass destruction very seriously. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. When the lies became obvious, George W. made jokes while reveling in the blood of the innocent. Those weapons of mass destruction gotta be somewhere. <laughs> Nope, no weapons over there. <laughs> Secretary of State Madeleine Albright said that murdering millions of Iraqi children was worth it. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in, in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? 
I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. The power-hungry cabal, made up of close-knit families who practice multi-generational child abuse and mass mind control, began overthrowing sovereign nations and murdering innocent civilians became the new norm for U.S. foreign policy. But their plan for global domination was failing, and starting in 2020, with the COVID scam, they began targeting U.S. citizens. They have become desperate, and they are going for broke, slaughtering innocent Palestinians to spark a war with Iran, and sacrificing the people of Ukraine to hopelessly take on Russia. These inbred families are getting old, and they are fighting for their lives. There is too much at stake for them to ever give up, which makes them more dangerous than ever. Real death is shutting off the economy. The bureaucrats and the corporations control the economy. As they vertically integrate the economy and consolidate power, they murder people en masse. And Elon Musk has warned them that if you destroy civilization, you won't be able to have certain redoubts of it and certain city-states still have it, the Hunger Games model. It will destroy the elite as well. And anybody that studies history and has common sense knows that. The wars that are going to come out of the starvation and the inflation are being blamed on global warming. The viruses that come out of the labs are being blamed on global warming. The third world hordes being organized by the UN to invade are being blamed on global warming. The mass starvation is blamed on the virus. And everywhere we're told it's gonna get worse. Billions are coming, Al Gore and Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton and the Rothschilds and the and, and Davos group and Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab and Yuvaldo Harari say billions are coming to Europe. A billion are coming to the US because of climate change. No, because you cut their economy off because the IMF and World Bank controls the loans and ordered lockdowns. It's Thursday, February 8th in the year of 2024. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Lot to cover today. We'll be taking your phone calls throughout the show. We'll open up the phone lines nice and early. A bit of a bit of a slow news week, I feel. Ever since the failure of the border bill to pass, I don't know. There's, there just hasn't been all too much going on. There is stuff going on. There's some very bizarre. Things happening in Hawaii, of all places, with some decisions coming down from a court there. That's just, that are just insane. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Some videos to show you as well. But let's just get into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Thursday, the 8th of February, 2024. Tucker Carlson could face sanctions over Putin interview. Tucker Carlson has interviewed Putin. It's set to go live tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern time on X. Tucker Carlson's interview with Russian President Vladimir Putin could see the conservative pundit targeted by European Union lawmakers. Current and former members of the European Parliament have told Newsweek. Carlson visited Russia this week and on, Thursday, on Tuesday revealed he would soon be releasing an interview with the Russian leader. Carlson's work in Russia could see the former Fox News host in hot water with the EU. 
Guy Verhofstadt, a former pre, uh, Belgian prime minister and current member of the European Parliament, told Newsweek, the lawmaker who's called for the EU to explore imposing a travel ban on Carlson described Carlson as a mouthpiece of former President Donald Trump and Putin, adding, as Putin is a war criminal and the EU sanctions all who assist him in that effort, it seems logical the external action service examine his case as well. So yes, journalism is in fact illegal in the EU. Newsweek reached out to Tucker Carlson Network by email to request a comment, but didn't receive anything. Explaining his motive for the interview, Carlson said in a video statement on Tuesday, most Americans have no idea why Putin invaded Ukraine or what his goals are now. We're not here because we love Vladimir Putin. We are not encouraging you to agree with what Putin may say in this interview, but we are urging you to watch it. You should know as much as you can. And perhaps we'll pull some clips from an interview that people were spreading around the uh, an interview that took place right before the invasion of Iraq with Saddam Hussein interview with Saddam Hussein because there's a there's several very interesting parts of that uh, particular interview where Saddam Hussein is denying having weapons of mass destruction which we know now to have been the truth the entire time but importantly it's Dan Rather interviewing him and we'll have to just show you the clip because Stan Rather says, you know, would you ever consider going into hiding? Would you ever consider, you know, taking asylum and fleeing Iraq? And Saddam Hussein kind of laughs and goes, I know, I know what you're doing with this. Uh, because basically what's happening is that the United States empire, as it were, is sending Dan Rather as an emissary to deliver a threat in the form of a question. See, if you're there on behalf of the military industrial complex in an attempt to browbeat or intimidate the opponents of the world order, uh, then that's perfectly fine and that's allowed, but you cannot go with actual journalistic intentions. Again, the EU's external action service is the bloc's Diplomatic arm responsible for foreign policy for an individual to be added to the EU's sanction list. Evidence can be presented to the EEAS for review. If deemed sufficient, they can then present the case to the European Council, the body made up of EU national leaders, which takes the final decision on whether to impose sanctions. The leaders of the member states can also uh, propose sanctions for consideration directly through the council. Again, it's... Uh, it's all it's all arbitrary. I mean, there's there's nothing about the rule of law that's actually being adhered to here, whether Putin is a war criminal or not. That's never actually been adjudicated by any court. So they're just deciding that he is. In other words, just if it's if he's an opponent of the EU, then they'll use whatever power they have to foil him from anything, from getting his message out, from talking to anybody, from having some sort of diplomatic recourse rather than war. It's all being orchestrated from on high and good for Tucker Carlson for actually going out and trying to foster dialogue between countries rather than just a wall of silence with the inevitable war to follow. We also have this U.S. Supreme Court hearing focuses on Trump's eligibility for the 2024 election. Colorado Supreme Court ruled the ex-president ineligible to run for office for inciting insurrection under the 14th Amendment. U.S. Supreme Court will hear oral arguments Thursday morning in the high-stakes case that will probably determine whether Donald Trump is eligible to run for president this year. 
The case, Donald Trump versus Norma Anderson et al., came after six Colorado voters filed a lawsuit last year alleging Trump was ineligible to run for president under a little-used provision of the Constitution's 14th Amendment. The provision says that any member of Congress or officer of the United States who takes an oath to defend the Constitution and then subsequently engages in insurrection is barred from holding office. The ban can only be overridden by two-thirds vote in both chambers of Congress. This goes back to Trump's conduct during the January 6th Capitol attack, which they say disqualifies him from holding federal office, which, again, I mean, I don't know, it's, just, it's just absurd that we even have to talk about this. It's ridiculous. They actually already held a trial for this exact claim. He was impeached for his speech on January 6th. He was acquitted of that. So he's not guilty of the thing that they are now punishing him for, right? I mean, this isn't complicated or confusing or anything. Uh, he gave a speech in which he said you should peacefully and patriotically protest. They somehow interpret that as to be an insurrection. I, I mean, it's just, okay. I mean, I guess we have to treat this like it's legitimate. It's not, it's just not, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you uh, if the Supreme Court Besides anything other than this is a ridiculous political maneuver to try to destroy democracy in this country. And that's the thing, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like a fake rape accusation or something. It's like, it's not enough that we decide, okay, no, this guy's not guilty of the thing that you haven't, he's never been charged with. He's never been given a chance to defend himself against this, like, this is not the way America works. You don't just have some random court in Colorado declare that you're guilty of something, never having had a trial, never having been allowed to present your defense, never having the argument made. They just decide, they just declare, actually, you're guilty of insurrection. Like, that's not the way any of this works. It's not the rule of law. This is a threat to democracy. And it's not even enough that this be tossed out. The people who are doing this need to be made an example of the people who are trying to destroy our ability to elect a representative to actually have a government that it represents the will of the people. Like you, this can't happen. This can't be allowed. This can't continue. This is ridiculous. This is absurd. The fact that it's gotten to the Supreme court is frankly an indictment on our entire system as it stands. So we'll see. Well, I guess we'll see what they decide. There have been several suits seeking to remove Trump from the ballot. Only Colorado and Maine have done so thus far. A Maine judge last month ordered the Secretary of State there to hold off on excluding Trump until the U.S. Supreme Court uh, issued a decision. A decision upholding the Colorado Supreme Court's ruling would not automatically remove Trump from the ballot across the country, while some states have rebuffed efforts to remove Trump from the primary ballot. A Supreme Court saying Trump can be disqualified would probably set off a flurry of fast challenges in state courts and other tribunals to disqualify him from the ballot in the general, uh, general election. It's generally believed that Trump has the upper hand of the court where conservatives have a six to three supermajority and Trump nominated three of the justices. Still, experts say there's a high degree of uncertainty over exactly what the court will do because it has chosen not to limit the scope of arguments before it and the issues are so unprecedented. I, I, don't, know how, I don't know how you don't just throw this out. I don't know how you don't just immediately condemn anybody who even attempted to bring this forward. It's ridiculous. Again, just the number of reasons why this makes no sense are legion. We can go into all of them, but 
it, it doesn't matter because we don't live under the rule of law anymore. So none of that matters. I mean, we literally had a show trial for January 6th where only the prosecutors got to present evidence. Like, does, does anybody recognize how dangerous that is? It, it's, if you, if you boil down all of like Western, especially Anglo-Saxon history and the, the drive for liberty that has attained such great heights in the Western world, almost all of it, the, the, the main uh, function that allows it to continue is a trial by the jury of your peers. That's what it's like in the Magna Carta. It's like the number one thing that they wanted because you don't want to have a, a system of rule that can arbitrarily decide you're guilty and never even present the charges to you, never allow you to defend yourself against them. That's what tyranny is. That's what the entire story of humanity has been breaking away from. And we're returning to that because Trump just scares these people so much that they're willing to throw away 2,000 years of human advancement to get their way. So there it is. And it's, again, I, you know, I, 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 wonder, I wonder which way it'll go because, you know, obviously the way The Guardian presents it in that article that I was just reading from, where it says, generally believe that Trump has the upper hand of the court where conservatives have a six to three supermajority and Trump nominated three of the justices. Like the way they see the world is like, well, it's our guys that we put on the court, so they should decide for us because it's power. It's just pure power. And we gave them power, so now they owe us the use of that power. And so he, we, he, has, he has the more power on the court. And it's all just a big power game. Unfortunately for us, we don't actually see the world that way. The people that we appoint to things like the Supreme Court, we appoint them not because they're on our side and will therefore make decisions for us, but because they're actually honorable and concerned with upholding something higher than their own personal or political power. Uh, so I don't know which way it'll decide. I mean, that's this is the problem. This is the double-edged sword of actually having morality and, and principles in a world increasingly determined by just pure, simple exercise of power. So I don't know, you know, it's, uh, we may be hoisted by our own petard here. You put people on the court that are actually honorable and ethical and principled. And that means that they're not just going to choose their guy because it's their guy. They're going to choose what's right. Even if it goes against their personal inclination something that the liberals never have any qualms about. They never, that never enters into their decision-making process. And that much is obvious. And it's like one of those, I was thinking about this recently because there's, for some reason there's been talk about like the voting age or who should have the vote, right? People on Twitter, Jack Posobiec and others being like, only people who pay taxes should be able to vote, which makes perfect sense to me if you have a stake in this country if you are actually a producer of goods and services if you actually are a contributor to the society you should have a say in it if you are a dependent on the society you should not be allowed to just vote yourself more of other people's money uh, makes sense I mean, that's the way it used to be that's the way it was for hundreds of years but not anymore 
And I remember making that argument back in like college or whatever. Just being like, yeah, you shouldn't be able to vote if you don't pay taxes. Because again, it, you're, you, and we see the way that the, I mean, again, the Democrats have no qualms about this, whether it's the illegal immigration or the student loans. To them, it's fine. It's like, well, if you're, if you're just rely entirely on the government, you just accept welfare, you don't have a job, you just live off the production that other people work and sweat and bleed for. You should not be allowed to have an equal say as the people that support you and just go and just go, oh, I'm going to vote for the person that's going to give me more of their stuff. And I mean, just none of that makes any sense. But I remember being in college and making that argument saying, yeah, you shouldn't people being like, oh, but you don't pay taxes, right? Because I was in college. I didn't have a job or anything. I wasn't a, I wasn't a producer at the time. And I was always just like, like, what are you even talking like, well, but you wouldn't, but the, you're saying you shouldn't be allowed to vote. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The decisions that I make, if we're talking about the course of the country or the way that our government should be run, it, it was like anathema to people that I would actually be in support of something that would deprive me personally of some amount of power, however much power voting actually gives you. It's just this like solipsistic sort of like selfish like, well, I support whatever gives me more stuff and me more money. It's like, no, I, I'm, I'm young. I don't know anything. I, I haven't produced anything. I have no right to demand a say in the function of this government when I've done nothing to earn it. But, you know, it's, it's so, I mean, this is like the, this is like the main, I don't know, dichotomy, I think, that really lies at the bottom of whether you are somebody that just wants what's best for the world and wants things that are fair and reasonable and make sense in terms of like how best to run a country and people who just see politics at all as just a sheer, how do we get the most benefit of it? How do we get the most for ourselves? How do we exploit this as much as possible? And even if the decision ultimately will lead to the crumbling of the entire structure, it doesn't matter because I just want what I can get now you know, let the destruction to follow, you know, let, let the destruction follow. So anyway, we'll, uh, we'll see where the Supreme Court goes on that. We'll see what type of society we actually have, whether we actually have a say in our uh, elected representative or whether we are openly a top-down plutocracy or not. Meanwhile, Russia attacks Ad Adifka, from all directions, situation difficult, says mayor. Large numbers of Russian troops are attacking Adivka in eastern Ukraine from all directions, and the situation is increasingly difficult for Ukraine troops defending the town, its mayor said on Thursday. Russian forces have taken the initiative on the eastern front in the industrial Donbass region of Ukraine and have been trying to cut supply lines and encircle Ukrainian forces dug in since October. The enemy is pressuring us from all directions. They're storming with very numerous forces. Adivka mayor said in a televised comments describing the situation as very difficult and hot. Pounded by fighting in the region since 2014 that surged in 2022 when Russia launched its full-scale invasion of Ukraine, Adivka has sustained heavy damage. There are now only 941 residents in a town that was once home to 32,000 people and is a large coking plant, Barbarash said. We told you this was uh, going to happen earlier this week when we heard rumors that Russia was going to accelerate and actually start uh, to revamp its 
offensive moves as they've basically been waiting in stasis for the last like year or so, having achieved their military objectives, trying to negotiate a peace. And Ukraine has launched counteroffensive after counteroffensive. Each one has failed. And so Russia is kind of getting sick of it. And they're going to actually, actually continue to go into uh, Ukraine even more to create a buffer zone. And this is all predictable and avoidable, but the people that are in charge don't want to avoid it and are allowing it to continue. So we'll get into what exactly is happening in Ukraine. They're launching yet another round of, of, um, I don't want to say recruitment. What do you call it when uh, a bunch of military guys travel around finding anybody over the age of 18 and shoving them in a van to take them to the front line to be killed by Russia. I don't know. That's not recruitment. That's something else. But they are launching another one of those. And the way that they're doing it is actually sort of horrifying. We'll, we'll get into that in just a second here. But Joe Biden, uh, his brain is melting in front of everybody. And it's very embarrassing. In his second mix-up this week, Biden talks about meeting with dead European leaders. President Joe Biden on Wednesday twice referred to the late German Chancellor Helmut Kohl instead of former Chancellor Angela Merkel while detailing a 2021 conversation at campaign events. It was the second time this week that Biden has recalled speaking with a European leader who has died years earlier. His gaffe Wednesday came at a series of fundraisers in New York as he described conversations he said he had with European, uter- uh, uh, European leaders at a meeting of the Group of Seven Industrialized Nations in the UK in 2021, months after the January 6th riot. Biden said both events, at both events that Helmut Kohl, who actually died in 2017, had asked him how he would respond if he read about people storming the British Parliament and killing officers to stop the election of a prime minister. Merkel actually attended the 2021 summit in the UK. The White House didn't immediately respond to a request for comments, and those were not, of course, Biden's first mix-up of European leaders this week. Speaking at an event in North Las Vegas, Nevada on Wednesday, Biden confused Francois Mitterrand, the former French president who died in 1996, for French President Emmanuel Macron in retelling an encounter with the French leader at a summit during his first year in office. So, so there's that. There's that. Biden is talking to ghosts. Biden is having long and thoughtful conversations with people who died two decades ago, which is, which is great. And then NBC News is like, Donald Trump has also had recent slip-ups. Okay, is he saying that he's talking to dead people? Because these are not the same, not in the slightest. I mean, uh, finally, we have this, and this story really just goes to show you where we are in this country. It's... um. We're essentially, we're being blackmailed by our own government, and it's kind of the end of the line, I think. White House says ICE will reduce deportations detention capacity if Republicans don't pass border bill. The White House on Thursday announced that U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement will soon be forced to reduce operations at the southern border due to lack of funds. Press Secretary Karine uh, Jean-Pierre told reporters that because Republicans have not passed the bipartisan border security agreement, With funding for Israel and Ukraine, the administration is left with no choice but to pull back from the border, saying that because congressional Republicans are choosing partisan politics over our national security and refusing to pass the bipartisan national security agreement, ICE will be forced to reduce operations because of budget shortfalls. Again, I mean, just 
it's uh, yeah. So they're they're literally threatening to increase the invasion if we don't give them what they want. If you don't pass this budget, we're going to stop doing our job. Is what they're essentially saying. You can imagine this happening in any other situation where, like, the police would be like, well, we're, we'd be forced to let out all these criminals if you don't give us, if you don't pass this bill that we want. Okay, so we're being blackmailed by our own government who are saying they're going to refuse to actually just do the job they're supposed to do unless we give them more money. It's basically what's happening. How much longer can this go on? I mean, we, has it ever been more clear? We're not citizens of a country. We don't have any say in our country. We are subjects of a tyrannical system of exploitation. And if we don't let them exploit us, then they say they'll remove our protection and allow our enemies to take us over. But folks, we're standing up for our rights. We're standing up for your rights. We're standing up for all of our freedoms and our children. If you don't spread the word about the broadcast, if you don't share the links, if you don't buy products at InfoWarsShore.com, then I'm not griping at you. I'm just saying, what are you doing? Less than 1% of you ever buy a product at InfoWarsStore.com. If just a half a percent more would go buy a book or a film or a t-shirt or get some of our great supplements and then reorder them because they really work, just try it. We would be able to do so many things. I'm praying to God that he'll touch your heart to decide to support us. Infowarsstore.com. It's been sold out. It's back in stock. Reformulated even stronger. Nitric boost to clean out your blood and your whole body. Vasodilation. It's got a lot of wonderful side effects, and I mean good ones. I'm going to leave it at that. It is powerful, so be careful with it. Next Level Foundational Energy, Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. I was recently on the air in a two-and-a-half-plus-hour interview with Elon Musk. And he was talking about the globalist plan to depopulate, destroy our families, and destroy civilization. I said, what do we call it, Elon? He said, I don't know. And I said, what about team humanity? What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future, just team humanity? Yeah, team humanity, absolutely. He said, yeah. Let's call it Team Humanity. Well, I had the idea then to make the shirt. We've got two different limited edition variants of it. Team Humanity. And it's got the image of the nuclear family. Team Humanity. Infowars.com. 1776. 1776 worldwide. On the back it says Team Humanity. This is a great conversation starter. It's a great way to discuss Team Humanity versus the globalists. We get obsessed with sports and all these different groups to distract and divert us and make us tribal. But aren't we really just humanity and a pro-human future versus the globalists and you will eat the bugs and their deindustrialization program? You will eat the bugs. If you stand against the open borders, the end of sovereignty and the transgenderism and the new world order and the technocracy and, and hearing that the age of humanity is over, then you are on Team Humanity. Get the limited edition shirts now at InfoWarsStore.com. It's a great conversation starter. You'll have amazing things develop, I predict, if you wear it out in public. And it keeps the show on the air. It's a fundraiser. So the only way this fails is if you don't go to InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity shirt right now. And it's not the only limited edition shirt we just put out. We just put out one more, and that shirt is incredible. My own new design, 
a red, white, and blue Gadsden rattlesnake flag, 1776. It's got the InfoWars flag. It's got the American flag. It's got the establishment of InfoWars. This is a great shirt to identify yourself as a patriot with others and to link up with other folks and to let the leftist and the globalists know we're on the ground and we are powerful. So both the new 1776 Gadsden flag shirt and the two different variants of Team Humanity shirts, limited editions for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com. You get the new 1776 Gadsden shirt, red, white, and blue, original design, and get the new Team Humanity shirts. And I thank you all for your support because you are on Team Humanity. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com and get amazing products like Next Level Foundational Energy. I don't have time to tell you about it. Just go research it. It is incredible. Just get it and you will be amazed. And then at least you know you're funding the operation. Get a copy of my book. That keeps me on air. Signed or unsigned. Fundraisers to sign copy. The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next renaissance. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. Dive deep into the stories the mainstream media won't touch. This is the American Journal. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot to talk about here in the in terms of uh, what's going on with Ukraine and Russia. Obviously, it's very easy to portray what's happening and what has happened over the last couple of years in Ukraine as a senseless land grab by Putin if you ignore all of the context and all of the history and all of the run-up to the actual event. This is how the media works. We know this. This is how they operate. Their entire purpose of existence is to tell you what is technically the truth while leave you believing a lie. The metaphor I always like to use or example is if I tell you about a guy that was running around a parking lot, jumping on cars and yelling and screaming and uh, spitting and jumping from car to car, you go, wow, that guy sounds crazy. Well, yeah, he does. If I left out the part about the rabid dog that was chasing him. Right. Uh, it was just a little, just a little minor note there. Uh, he was being chased by a dog that was foaming at the mouth. Oh, suddenly what seems crazy and insane, if I only tell one side of the story, is perfectly reasonable when you hear all of the context. It's very similar with Putin and Ukraine. If I tell you that Putin one day in February of 2022 simply invaded the sovereign territory of Ukraine and annexed portions of it, into Russia? Well, that sounds crazy until you hear about the 50 plus year history of how it got to that point and the maneuvers by NATO to try to bring Ukraine into the fold, despite the fact that they had treaties expressly forbidding that. And if we get into the, uh, was it the Minsk agreement that at this point, multiple parties of the Minsk agreement on NATO's side admit, well, we just agreed to the Minsk agreement as a as a ruse that was a trick we wanted to lull russia into a sense of security so we could continue to arm ukraine behind the scenes in preparation for an inevitable conflict down the road so 
It's like, these are the people that we should be mad at. If you're mad that it's not a, a peace agreement in Ukraine, that Russia doesn't seem like they trust NATO or Ukraine all that much, it's not Russia's fault for not trusting people who have been proven liars, who will sign treaties and then openly state after they sign the treaty, after the treaty falls apart, say, well, we never intended to uphold that treaty anyway. That was just a trick. That was just a delaying action so that Russia wouldn't prepare for what we were preparing for behind the scenes. So why? Sh- so in that case, why would Russia, we, there's going to do it again? There's going to go sign another treaty with similar provisions, knowing that the last time they did it, it was admittedly a trick by the people they were signing uh, on, on behalf of NATO. We are run by untrustworthy little weasel people. So why would they ever make an agreement with us? Why would they ever try to solve things diplomatically when our diplomats openly brag about the deception that they deploy? Tucker Carlson apparently facing sanctions over this Putin interview. You're not allowed to talk to Putin. He's a war criminal after all. Which again, it's our rules-based order. The New World Order, our rules-based international group, you know, It's one of the things where if you are in charge of the rules-based international order, you can ignore all of the rules and do whatever the hell you want. If you're not in charge, if you actually are a country like Russia, you have to adhere resolutely to the provisions of the law and and the restrictions of the law. So you can take Syria, for example. Our intervention in Syria is illegal unjustified, not allowed by international law. We're like occupying the Golan Heights with Israel and America and stealing all of their oil. Like that's just not allowed. That's against the international rules-based order that we claim we're upholding constantly. Russia, however, is involved in Syria by request by the Syrian government in line with the international rules that dictate war. So who's the war criminal? Is Russia the war criminal because people have died in in two years of Ukraine? Are Israel and Netanyahu, are they war criminals because of the many, many more times innocent civilians that have died in just a few months from their bombing campaign there? I mean, it's all arbitrary. It's all just at the whim of the people in charge. And they cloak their actions in the so-called rules-based order, despite it being manifestly obvious that there's no restrictions whatsoever in these uh, with these types of things. But I want to look at this. This is from Mike Bin's cyber on Twitter on X. And as we know, I mean, Ukraine is is very much a testing ground right now, not just for military technology that's new and and untested on the field of battle but also as a testing ground for the global government that's coming, right? They're very excited about this. We've shown videos of it saying that, you know, once we wipe the slate clean with Ukraine, we'll be able to build it up as a smart country. You'll be able to access all of the government uh, uh, subsidies and policy. Everything will be on your smartphone. It'll be really amazing. We've got BlackRock and Goldman Sachs, you know, ready with the money to come in and rebuild Ukraine and their image and their with their design behind it. 
how much of this actually was behind what's going on in Ukraine or how much of this is just taking advantage of a situation once it arises. It doesn't really matter. The point is that they are deliberately destroying Ukraine in order to rebuild it as less of a nation, as more of a testing ground for the global citizenship that they want us all to adhere to. And the way this is being employed already is frankly terrifying. At Mike Bin's Cyber on Twitter says, this is insane. The U.S. State Department forced all Ukrainians to tie their financial assets to their smartphones by developing the DIA, DIIA state and smartphone app for Ukraine. And now Ukrainians who try not to die will have all of their assets seized. So from Reuters, Tighter army mobilization rules targeting would-be Ukrainian soldiers and proposing asset freezes for those who are trying to dodge the draft came a step closer on Wednesday when Parliament passed the first reading of the bill. So again, they say, hey, we're going to have this incredible new, we have this incredible new technology, we're going to use it. So what do they call it? The state in a smartphone app. Well, maybe we'll go back and find the video where they announced this and they, they put it forward like this is a progressive move towards, you know, uh, democratizing all of the government services. And you can just get it on your smartphone. You don't have to go and wait at the DPS center or whatever anymore to, to refill your ID. Your ID will be digital. And, and oh, by the way, we'll connect it to your bank account. It's so convenient. But what that means now is if you don't want to be drafted into going and fighting Russia on behalf of Zelensky. Well, now they have all of your finances tied in with your digital ID. And if you avoid the draft, then they'll simply confiscate all of your money. Isn't that convenient? And uh, Jordan Satchel, Satchel, or however you say his name, uh, posted this. Ukraine intends on drafting 500,000 more citizens. Kiev parliament uh, Kiev's parliament, which now outlaws opposition parties, will soon allow for bank account seizures as a punishment for noncompliance. Ukrainians abroad will have their assets frozen. More bodies for the meat grinder coming soon. Ukrainian bill intended to draft more soldiers passes first reading. So there's no political parties that are allowed. They have nationalized or uh, destroyed and, and outlawed any opposition media outlets in that country in order to deliver information that is contrary to the dictates of the government. They have not held and will not be holding an election for president until the war is over, a war that is determined by the president that sits there now. So no elections until I decide that the war is over. That's what Zelensky is telling people. And now they're uh, ramping up the war despite the possibility for peace being available but ignored and scuttled by uh, the NATO powers that are controlling Ukraine from outside. Horrible. All I do is research, research trends, and I see what is having the best effects, what is having the best reviews. So a couple years ago, I saw different formulas out there that are known to create compounds in the blood that flush out the body and that create what they call vasodilation, opening up the arteries, opening up the veins, which is so important, not just for young people, but especially older people. And so then I had Dr. Judy Mikovits, who's such a renowned scientist and a whistleblower. She said, I love your formula. It's one of the best out there. And so this product, Nitric Boost, became a bestseller. Well, we decided to soup it up and make it even stronger. 
So it's the original formula, just a little bit stronger. Now Nitric Boost is available at InfoWarsStore.com. Because the problem was the supplier we had couldn't supply enough. We were selling out very, very quickly. But now we've got a big supply of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship at InfoWarsStore.com. And when I talk about vasodilation and the nitric oxide is a potent vasodilator meaning it can help relax and widen blood vessels this can lead to increased blood flow and improved circulation which is critical to various body functions so ladies and gentlemen it funds the info war it's an amazing product so we have the new and improved super powerful nitric boost back in stock, ready to ship for 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a true win-win. This has the very same effect as some of the male enhancement things out there, but totally naturally. This does it in a natural way, and not that I need those products, but I've tried them. I've been to the doctor. They give you a prescription of it, and I've tried the top brands, the two top brands. And I'm not even trying to say that's what this is. That's off-label. That's not what this is even for. This is a supplement. But it is incredible what it does for your body. So get this amazing product now in stock, ready to ship, Nitric Boost today at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. You fund the InfoWar. It's so good for your body. Get it while you can. Well, well, nitric oxide is a key. It's made by our own bodies again. It's made by L-citrulline and, and L-arginine, the amino acids. So we're fed. You can, you can get it from beet powder and other things. The nitric oxide relaxes the endothelium, the vasculature. It relaxes the vein. It's a natural blood pressure. In fact, I use the two, your InfoWars. I keep that on my shelf. And I feed myself the Cardio Miracle, which is just for straight food. It's a formulation than that one and the two together are a one-two punch so you get in your food the ability to make what you need and no more you've looked at our formula you, you like it i did and i do yes well, I, i'm not a scientist so, like you what is what do these compounds do creating nitrous oxide what does it do um it relaxes the vasculature so the clot will go through and not restrict it allows it to relax it lowers the blood pressure has the uh toxic um synthetic lipid nanoparticles similar to the one in the COVID shot we saw athletes dropping dead on the field um passing out falling down all the things yeah, why seeing. is it particularly the athletes they're operating at such a high level in their mitochondria this is an energy production oxygen um necessary disease because athletes are running they're constricted they're they're working so that the blood flows and it doesn't flow which is why your nitric oxide um product that new products i hope you'll show it because that's a very important thing to have for acute events be it dissolve under the tongue give you an instant relaxing of your endothelium your vasculature so get nitric boost today at infowarstore.com for 40 percent off get it while you can type of maneuver secret until they'd gotten it implemented everywhere. 
And maybe the globalists really are just, they're too, they're too eager to get these control mechanisms in place and to show their effectiveness. If you ever needed, if you ever were like, well, but the CBDC, it's, it'll be so convenient. It'll be fine. Like if you're on the side of these people, you think there's no way it can be abused? Well, you can't really believe that anymore with what's going on in Ukraine. Well, they're going to do exactly the same here that they did in Ukraine. They're going to have an app. They're going to say it's so convenient. You tie your financials to it. It'll be an easy way to pay taxes. In fact, they'll incentivize you, right? Go over to our all-digital platform, and we'll actually give you money. You know, you'll get $1,000 for moving over, or, you know, you'll have to pay an extra fine to pay your taxes not through this app. You know, and inconvenience everybody by doing it the traditional way. And then once they have that in place, then they control your finances. And if you want to go against them, if you don't want to go fight in a war that they've decided that you need to go die for, they'll take all of your money. They'll confiscate all your money. They're actually doing that in Ukraine. None of this is speculative. I can understand if you think that we're over here just warning you about something and we're paranoid and, no, it's not going to be like that. You can trust people in charge. I, I could see how you could live in that fantasy world, but not anymore. We're seeing it right here. Here it's happening right out in the open, in your face. This is how this works. Asset freezes for those who are trying to dodge the draft. So if you don't want to go fight in the war, prepare to have your assets frozen. If you want to protest what the government is doing, prepare to have your assets frozen like they did with the truckers. And they already have mechanisms in place to do this but it'll be that much more convenient once everything is digital your id is tied in biometrically to your 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 personage itself they're setting all of this up and implementing it already right in front of our faces so we can go along with it we can give them the ultimate power to do whatever the hell they want and efficiently eliminate anybody resisting them or we can resist them now before it gets to that point while we still have some semblance some remaining bit of freedom left to oppose what's happening we'll see we'll see how this goes and again i really can't get over this white house says ice will reduce deportations detention capacity if republicans don't pass border bill this is not this is not as they're presenting it, right? Obviously. Obviously, this isn't a inevitable process where it's like they're like, we need money to do what we're doing, and we're just like, no, you can't have it. And so they're being forced to not patrol the border. They're spending billions upon billions of dollars to not secure the border billions of dollars of creating entire colonies to house the illegal immigrants transporting and and giving them money giving them literal debit cards and hotel rooms and food and plane tickets and on and on and on they have plenty of money they're choosing to use it to facilitate the flow of immigrants rather than stop it 
and they're essentially saying the little the little bit of actual police work that we are doing, we're going to stop doing that if you don't give us more money. In other words, pass the bill to allow us to destroy America or else we're going to destroy America. So we're being threatened and blackmailed by our own law enforcement. That's what's actually happening here. So there you go. There you go. I mean, I don't, I honestly don't know how much longer this can go on. I don't know how much longer we can continue to pretend that we live in the country that our forefathers built. How much we can pretend to live in a country where we've got decent people running the government and doing their best and struggling with real, real world problems that are confronting us at every angle. It would almost it would almost just be better just to if they if they wouldn't pretend like this wasn't happening. I've said it I've said it a lot, but you know. The the frustrating part is actually having to treat these people as if they're serious or legitimate at all. So yeah, they're they're literally saying we're just going to no we're we're gonna just stop deporting people if you don't give us what we want. Clip number four here is of course the the just one of the many reasons behind all of this. And that's one thing that I think we do a pretty good job of of covering here, but not so much other outlets where they'll say, this is all about votes. This is all about bringing in voters because they'll bring in all these foreigners and those foreigners will vote Democrat. It's all about election rigging. It's like, that's one aspect of it. That's like saying, you know, the Nazis had Jews in concentration camps because the Jews voted against them. It's like, yeah, I guess maybe it was also an act of genocide, though. So this is a genocide going on. This is a deliberate policy of replacement and expulsion, more or less. It's a slow motion expulsion. They're fine with just allowing you to die out and not have any kids rather than actually pick you up and ship you somewhere. But it's a policy of demographic replacement wholesale on the entire country. That's bigger than voting. That's bigger than election rigging. That's part of it. It's one of the benefits they get from doing this. Like a snowball rolling down the hill, the more people they bring in, the more votes they get, the more power they get, the quicker they can do the expulsions and the replacement. So it's like increasing steam. It's increasing speed as it travels downhill. And voting is an aspect of this, but it's not the point of it. The point of it is destroying a population. In fact, somebody tweeted out and I retweeted, I think it was Martyr Made, retweet, uh, tweeted out something that really put it very well. It's, it's exactly what I say all the time on this show, but uh, the way that he put it, uh, phrased it extremely proficiently. Uh, and, I, and I just retweeted it uh, yesterday, I believe. So I'm just going to read this because 
I want to uh, get it exactly right. Well, before we do that, I, I was going to pitch to a video, so I'll find this here during the video. But uh, this video has been going a little bit viral, posted by Wall Street Silver, clip number four. Here's illegal immigrants talking about the 2024 election that they plan on voting in. Let's watch. He's the one helping us. Biden, Biden, of course, for Biden. He likes supporting the migrants. He's a very good person. And Trump is a different thing. Yeah. Trump is against me exploiting you, so he's bad. Biden is for me exploiting you, so he's good. You know, it's just exactly what I was saying earlier in the show, where it's like, even if I wanted to move to another country, even if I, I do, I love Japan. I would love to move to Japan. It's safe. It's clean. It's lovely. It's very nice. Doesn't have all of the problems that we in America create for ourselves. But if a Japanese person was like, no, you can't come here. What am I going to be like? That guy's evil because he opposes me taking advantage of the thing that he has. It's like these people, they're bad people. These are bad people we're letting in. Anybody who's crossing the border, anybody who's taking advantage of the open border to cross into this country for their own benefit so they can exploit the American people, they're all bad people. Anybody that crosses the border illegally is a bad person by definition. They're selfish. They're exploitative they should be expelled with extreme prejudice, if even expelled. Honestly, I think they should be put to work. I think anybody that crosses into this country illegally, man, woman, doesn't, doesn't matter, they should be put on a camp. They should be put in chains and paraded along the side of the highways picking up trash. Our country could be clean, uh, but these people are uh, bad people that deserve to be treated like the criminals they are. But folks, we're standing up for our rights, we're standing up for your rights, we're standing up for all of our freedoms and our children. If you don't spread the word about the broadcast, if you don't share the links, if you don't buy products at InfoWarsTore.com, then I'm not griping at you, I'm just saying, what are you doing? Less than 1% of you ever buy a product at InfoWarsTore.com. If just a half a percent more would go buy a book or a film or a t-shirt or get some of our great supplements and then reorder them because they really work, just try it. We would be able to do so many things. I'm praying to God that he'll touch your heart to decide to support us. Infowarstore.com. It's been sold out. It's back in stock. Reformulated even stronger. Nitric boost to clean out your blood and your whole body. Vasodilation. It's got a lot of wonderful side effects, and I mean good ones. I'm going to leave it at that. It is powerful, so be careful with it. Next Level Foundational Energy, InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. Gunther in Tennessee. Thanks for calling, Gunther. Hey, Alex. First time caller. Real quick, wanted to plug your foundational energy. Uh, just started taking that. And, uh, boy, three pills, the uh, recommended dose. I was bouncing off the walls. But uh, I, I tell you, foundational is the right name for that product because... I'll cut down to one. Uh, it's, it's like you have a baseline of energy that you were missing before that you got back. So Well, I'm you glad you mentioned that because it's methylfolate, the breakdown of folic acid, and a lot of people, particularly Europeans, don't absorb all of the folic acid. So it's not a stimulant. It's a totally natural thing that boosts energy that's foundational. And, and was I lying to you or, or did it not work? No, it, it was top-notch, and I was, I was actually taking Red Pill Plus before, and that's got a little folic acid in it. I think there was a 
little buildup from this, but the energy from this was no jitters. I mean, it's top notch. It's a great product. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, no, folic acid is great and it's in real red pill, but some can't Absolutely. break it down. This is the breakdown of it. That's exactly it.